Drinking with Authors contains adult themes and subjects, including discussions involving alcohol. We ask if you are drinking along to please drink and listen responsibly. Enjoy the show. You need to drink half of that before I even talk to you. Okay, I've been I've been drinking continuously. Like, yeah, you know since... what? I've been drinking three of these to your one of these, so fucking do it. No, I'm just saying I've been drinking continuously since, like, yesterday. That's not accurate. Since, like, maybe last Thursday. That's not accurate. Do you want to put your headset on? Okay. Very well. Are we ready? I, I don't know the me part of we is ready. So this is obviously the prequel. This is obviously a debacle. It is a a debacle, but we wanted to let you know who we are and what we do. Yes. That is an important part of joining and listening to our podcast. Yes, we are ridiculous people doing ridiculous things. Obviously. So my name is Erica Lance. I'm a published author that has many short stories published Obviously, you can look in the notes of this podcast yeah, and, and see all two, these things. your two genres? My two genres that I publish under, under Eric Lance, I publish horror that doesn't have a happy ending. And then under another author name, which is Dahlia Lance, I publish horror or chiclet erotica that does have, have many happy endings. So it's all in the number of syllables. It is the number of syllables horror and it's horror... horror or horror, and I straddle both. What about you, Austin you, you Scott straddle, Collins? You straddle horrors and horror? I straddle both equally. That's quite a life you've got. Hashtag life goals. <laughs> Tell us about you, Austin Scott Collins. Yes, I am Austin Scott Collins, and I primarily write historical fiction. I have a trilogy out called the Victoria da Vinci series, which is a story of a Woman struggling to be taken seriously as a scientist in the 19th century. It is amazing, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. And I also collaborated with my co-host here on a book that we finished, what, about a year ago? About a year ago. A year and a half ago Mm -hmm. called 72% Match. He wrote under the author name of? Raymond Cluse, yes. Um, And it was a bit... um, yeah, it's sort of, a, I would call it an anti-romance story, wouldn't you? Yes, it's I like would it agree with you. It deliberately defies every convention of the traditional dating and romance story in that uh, both characters are jerks. They are terrible. Yeah, so uh, boy meets girl, but they're both assholes. And uh, nothing goes well, and no one learns anything. And uh, Then we get to the end of the story, having yeah, and then them accrue a mass learning of nothing at the end. And, and I, I seem to recall that when we first, you know, sort of got together with this idea that we were going to write this sort of anti-dating story, that uh, the, the main goal, uh, the main rule was that there was not going to be a happy ending. It was not going to work out well and that we weren't going to obey any of the conventions of the genre. So I think we very self-consciously avoided doing anything that you would expect to see in one of these stories. So it was actually kind of fun. We got together in a bar, didn't we? We did to, to, actually to a bar us. crawl that yeah. invented that story. But I think the key thing is this, is that normal romance follows a particular trope mm-hmm. of boy meets girl, boy mm-hmm. likes girl, 
or girl likes boy, and then they end up finding some sort of difficulty and then figuring out how to be heroic over the difficulty. And the fact of the matter is real people aren't necessarily like that. And I think that makes the difference. But I think aside from that, one of the things we wanted to do with this podcast is feature author so you guys can see behind sort of the, the, the veil or the velvet curtain of what authors are into how they think, how they react, and how they write what they write, and how they get to that point. Because I think every author is different in how they get to where they want to be. Right. And for every book that you read, there's this entire process that had to happen. And it's not all this sort of, you know, magical going to the mountaintop and being visited by muses and inspiration. A lot of it is just, you know, finding the time to write and slugging out this miserable process of editing and rewriting and revising and having beta readers and, you know, consulting with experts and, you know, figuring out, okay, what do I need to fix? What do I need to redo? And just going back to it over and over again. And it's, it's just work. It's a slog. You know, it's a grind, just like any other job. And I think demystifying that is an important part of, you know, understanding what being an author is all about. And I think giving the tools to authors out there is a huge thing because every author has their way of writing. I can tell you from working with Austin, and we are very close friends aside from being in this podcast, is that we have different ways of writing. We have different ways of reviewing things. We have different ways of coming up with chapters or storylines or where we're going to go from beginning to end. And I think it's really important that you know, as somebody out there listening to us, is that we don't believe there's any right way to necessarily write a book. I think the biggest thing is getting to a point where you've written the book and you can get it published because everybody has a voice, regardless if the story's been told a thousand times. Your version of the story is going to be very different from everybody else's story. And we're going to talk a little bit about our methodology and how we write, but that doesn't mean it's the right way or the correct way. So you have to find for yourself what is the correct way to write and what works for you and the best methodologies. We're going to just tell you a few best practices that we believe need to happen in order for you to be a successful author. Right. And and every time we bring somebody onto the podcast, you know, we're going to ask about the process. We're going to ask about, you know, how they got here you know, how they take an idea and take it all the way through the through the steps and through the obstacle course and through the maze to come out the other end with a with a finished manuscript and then perhaps even beyond that take that manuscript through the new and even more challenging maze of publication and actually getting something out there into the world where people can consume it. And everyone is gonna have a different approach. Everyone is gonna have a different experience. Um, Everyone is going to produce something different and differently. And what's amazing is that there's no right way to do it. There's no wrong way to do it. And there's an exception to absolutely every rule. And you have to, as a writer, as you're listening to us, whether you're an author or not, the idea is for you to take away from this some tips and tricks that other authors have used to get themselves to a point where they have a published work. Because the end goal, you can write till the cows come home. 
And I love that saying because I grew up in Wisconsin a little bit, and I can say the cows come home because it's a real thing. Yeah, Wisconsin is the home of the cows. It is literally so the home of the cows. You could say until the, that cows go to Wisconsin. Exactly. Jeez, state. <laughs> but you have to, at the end of it, have a way that you can produce your work because if you write and write and write, but if you don't publish it, nobody gets to hear your voice. Right, and someone somewhere is going to love what you've written. You know, you, you produce a story, and then you might have doubts about it, and some people might hate it, and some people might not get it, but someone somewhere is going to read that, and it is going to be their favorite story, and it's going to become a part of their lives. It's going to become a part of their personality. It's something they look back on, oh, man, I remember when I was 17 years old, and I read that story for the first time, and it was so meaningful to me. And if you don't finish it, you're going to deprive someone of that. And you have to remember that. One of the most amazing things somebody told me at one point in time is that you can walk into a room of 100 people and 100 people could love your story. 100 people could hate your story. But more than likely, there's a percentage of people that will love your story. There's a percentage of people that will like your story. And there's a percentage of people that hate your story. Your goal is not to appeal to everyone in the world because you're never going to accomplish that goal but you want to find and inspire and have your story mean something to a group of people in this world and it changes their lives and whether you realize it or not you won't necessarily hear all those voices because they're not the ones that do reviews all the time and everything but if you keep speaking your truth if you keep putting out what you believe is a good story. That's all that matters. Not everyone has to agree with you. I mean, I think Stephen King was one of the first people that said he got like 170-something rejection letters before his first work was published. So you have to remember, it's not about whether or not everybody loves you. It's whether or not you are proud of what you've done and you put it out. Exactly. And, you know, you need to write because you want to write. Ultimately, you need to write because it's part of who you are and it's part of, you know, your mission in life, uh, regardless of and irrespective of whether it's actually, you know, going to go anywhere. I, I like to use the analogy of assembling a puzzle on a table. You know, you put a puzzle together, you take it out of the box, you spread out all the pieces, and you start putting the pieces together just because it's an enjoyable activity. It's relaxing to find two pieces that match and to, you know, click them into place. And eventually over time, over, you know, hours or days, you have a finished puzzle. And then after you've done that, what do you do? You break it all up and you put it back in the box again. You did it just for the sake of doing it. And if you write with that mentality, you know, that you're writing for the sake of writing because it's something that you enjoy and because it's something that's meaningful to you and it's something you feel like you need to do, then you're going to produce quality work. If you go into it with the attitude of, well, all I'm concerned about is having something come out the end of the pipe, then your heart's not going to be in it. And that's not, that's not what this is all about. You know, writing is all about expressing something that you've got inside you, something that's in your mind, something that's in your soul. And people can sense that. You know, when you read a book that you know came from deep down in someone's psyche, and you read that book and it's like, wow. That is something that is meaningful to the person who wrote it. It's meaningful to me as a reader, and it's going to resonate through the centuries. Then you know you're on to something, and that is worthwhile. It is worthwhile even if you never make a dime, even if you never make a nickel. And your goal needs to be 
that. Your goal needs to be the meaningfulness of the effort itself. And everything else is secondary to that. Not that the secondary considerations are not important, and we're going to talk about both. We're going to talk about both sides of the equation. I think I tend to focus more on the creative side and the process side, and I think Erica tends to focus more on the, the business and marketing side. And I perhaps agree. that's because she is a publisher. Yes. I do have a publishing company, and I think if you're writing just to make money, it changes it. But if you're writing to speak your voice and have your voice heard, you can find your niche. Because, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is somebody right now writes dinosaur romance where dinosaurs have relationships with human females, and this is a best-selling thing on Amazon. So anything is a possibility. It just depends on what you want your voice to be and how you want to communicate to the world. And there is a market for everything somewhere. That is true. (laughs) I mean, there is. Anything you can imagine, somebody somewhere wants to read it. So there are so many different ways you can define success in writing. You can define it as creative success, as literary success, as, you know, intellectual and academic success, as commercial success. But, you know, one way or another, if you produce something, someone somewhere is going to read it and enjoy it. And when that moment happens, it's magical. And I think that's a lovely thing that we exist in a world where we have language and we have the ability to do this. This was something that Paleolithic cave dwellers could not do. And we can do it now. And I don't think we should ever take that for granted. It's beautiful. Okay, I love the fact that you're talking about cave dwellers because I don't know how that's a thing, but moving on from that, I will say this. So let's let's delve a little bit. So we wanted to kind of introduce you to your host of this podcast, which is me, Erica Lance, a.k.a. Dahlia Lance. Again, I write under two different things, but Austin Scott Collins and Raymond Cluse. Tell us a little bit about your writing and your methodology. All right, well, my most recent uh, full trilogy is the Victoria da Vinci novels, and it consists of three books, Dicing Time for Gladness, Crass Casualty, and Hates Profiting, which is a series of novels about a woman struggling to be taken seriously as a scientist in the 19th century, and it was inspired by the idea that there are so many untold stories out there. You know, over and over again, we see that there are people who created things who uh, invented things and never got credit for it. And that excited me. So I delved into that. And so now I'm really fascinated in, you know, what do authors do? You know, what is the business all about? How about you? I think for me, it's interesting to have a voice on two different genres. So writing horror stories or um, thriller stories I realized in writing them that I was trying to wrap it up with a happy ending and realized that most horror or most thriller stories don't have a happy ending. The person is going to be who encountered whatever the situation is very broken at the end of that story. So trying to tie it up with a bow and make everything all right, I don't think it's all right. I think also... With writing under Dalio Lance and writing horror, uh, horror stories, I should say chiclet erotica, I wanted to give a voice for those people that didn't want the normal, hi, girl meets boy, boy meets girl, there's some sort of love twist, and they end up together happily ever after. What about the women 
that don't need somebody to save them, that have saved themselves. And I think that's a very different story. So I think that both of us bring to the table something that's very different because your book series under Austin Scott Collins is written from a female perspective, which I think is very different than a lot of people see because obviously I love you, but you're not a girl. And so you're not, you don't have a vagina. We could start there. But you've written a very prolific story that really tells it from a female perspective, trying to survive in the time period that she was trying to survive in and be taken seriously. And I think that's even true with my novels set in modern day, is that you end up with a situation where I think females can be put into a certain um area where they're expecting to be saved by the male and that's not necessarily the case and I think that would that is what sets us apart as authors from normal stories is that we're not waiting for somebody to save the lead characters in our stories right so as we as we bring authors into this podcast we're going to be looking for unusual approaches and unusual perspectives and we want to know what motivates them what inspires them what their process is, what they're all about, and what came out the end of the pipe and why. Exactly. And I think you as a listener, we want to hear feedback from you. We want to know what you think, what you want to hear, what insights you want to have. Because it's very interesting, I think, reading a book, but going behind the scenes into the author's brain about what they thought about the writing process, how they got to that point, and even how they were able to publish. Because I think there are tons of stories that don't get published that talk about what the writer was thinking and everything like that, and they're too scared to say what their truth is. And I think we want to bring their truth to the forefront. That is our job. That is our job. So... We wanted to let you know a little bit about this podcast to give you a little more insight. Me and Austin used to run a meetup every month where we would meet at a wine bar in St. Petersburg, Florida. And the first event actually had the author show up. We called it Critical Drinking. And the author showed up and told us a little bit about their story. And that became an actual theme versus normal When you realize that you sit down with a group of people to go over a book and say what you think or what you don't think to the book, it's very different when you have the author there to communicate what they were thinking or how they got to that point. So our podcast is to bring this social event to the forefront and have the author be able to speak what they thought and what they were thinking and for us to be able to ask them a bunch of questions about how they got to that point. So hopefully you as an author or you as a reader get a bunch of insight as to where to go and find new and amazing authors through this process that you might have never heard of. And, you know, get drunk along the way. We do get drunk along the way. Anything that involves alcohol is our best practice. At this point in time, I will tell you, I'm drinking an angry orchard with a bunch of shots of honey jack in it. Austin? Rum and Coke over ice. We can drink and have fun, but at the same time, we want to bring you stories and authors that you've never heard of and maybe a different way to look at the written word. 
that was two thumbs up from Austin as if he thought you could see that. So we want to thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you have a great time. And as always, you're free to tweet us, Instagram us, or any other social media aspect to ask us any questions. And we would love to ask our authors. Or if you have a question for ourselves, we would love to hear that. Again, I'm Erica Lance as an author, or Dahlia Lance as an author, and Austin is... Austin Scott Collins, and you can find me on austinscottcollins.com. Also, he is Raymond Cluse, even though he's not advertising that. (laughs) And we have a book series that involves the first book, which is 72% Match. Thank you for listening. We love that you're here, and we hope you follow us.